You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Now that heart is beating fast, and that's the rhythm I can dance to. I'm mighty glad I've got a chance to, that one big heart that's beating fast. Tomorrow morning, let it rain. Tomorrow morning, let it pour. Tonight we're in the groove together. Ain't gonna worry about stormy weather. Gonna kick all trouble out the door. Beat out old trouble and drunk. Beat out. Welcome to Radical Australia Community Radio 3CR. This program is streaming live on 3cr.org.au. It's uh, five minutes past four. The program is podcast. You can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au. My name is Joseph Toscano, the world's greatest producer. Kelly Whitworth is in the studio with us. Hello, hello Joe, and to hello to all our listeners. Yes, and uh, we'll introduce our guest in a second. But before we do that, can I congratulate you? And the wonderful Jasmine on the front desk for the wonderful afternoon on Saturday with the Bendigo Street struggle, the film, the radio podcasts and all the interesting material that was there. You did a great job and I think it should be publicly acknowledged. Thank you, Joe. All right. Now, the 50 bucks. What are you sending me the $50 for? I put it in an envelope in your um, pigeonhole. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. All right, our guest who doesn't know what to make of all this is a 3CR icon, Ajak Quay. Hi, everyone. Hello. Yeah, hi, Joseph. Hi, Kelly. Welcome, Ajak, to Radical Australia. Yeah, just relax. Uh, yeah, that very interesting name. The show? Yeah. Yeah, uh, it is. Well, What's the purpose of it, Joe? Well, the purpose of the show is... To get interesting people who've done interesting things, so when they die, there's a record <laughs> which can be used at their funeral. How does that sound? <laughs> um, typical morbid uh, Joseph Toscano, I would say. Well, I have, I have, I, I really want to do more before I die. Yes. Probably I won't live long, but I think I need, I need a few years. <laughs> Yeah. To finish uh, my duties on yeah. the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, I shouldn't ask this of, yeah. of a young person, but what year were you born? Oh, well, it's just my secret. Uh, <laughs> sec, sec, uh, secret. Sacred. I, sacred, yeah. Sacred. A I, sacred I secret. assume you were born in the 20th century, not the 21st. Yes. <laughs> and can I ask where you were born? I was born in South Sudan and, yeah. And grew up in capital city of South Sudan as well, which is I call Juba. Juba. Yeah, Juba. I, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, but I was born in a very small uh, town called Bo. Mm-hmm. She's really very pop, uh, well known. You know, mm-hmm. it was one of the place the English often a school. Mm. And um, are your parents still alive? They all died. They all uh, died. Yeah, right. they. My dad got killed. Right. And yeah, lost a lot of people. Right. Yeah. And, and do you have any brothers and sisters? Yeah, we were so many. My youngest brothers are now in Sudan, mm-hmm. in South Sudan. They were in Kenya, so we put them at a school in Kenya. And about uh, you know, seven years ago, we, they went back to South Sudan. Wow. So I got, I got two two brothers, a younger and an older one. Yeah. Mm. Any sisters? Yeah. We were so many. But how, so, how many so many? We were about 14. 14 children. Yeah. Right. But uh, most, of, uh, most of them, yeah. So we are seven. Seven left. Yeah, alive. Yeah. Right. So what was life like for you as a young girl in South Sudan, in, say, the first five to ten years of your life? Was it stable or was it always... You're involved in uh, warfare and um, problems, or was the first few years reasonably good living for you and your family? Yeah, South Sudan been in peace, uh, and uh, from um, what do you call from uh, fifty six mm-hmm. until tw- until seventy. Oh no, the war started until seventy. Three, mm-hmm. so we missed. I missed that war. We missed that war, mm-hmm. but the one we started eighty three. That is, um, that what I experienced, and um, and so uh, before that, when I was in the countryside, it was so beautiful. It was it's South Sudan or whole Sudan. It's one of the beautiful country. People went to Sudan. Whether it's north or south, mm-hmm. long time ago they had a great experience. They talk highly about South Sudan, and uh, so South Sudan was so beautiful. I grew. I was animals, you know, with the cattle. So I was under the trees, running around mm-hmm. with the bare feet, no mm-hmm. clothes on. It was just a, such a beautiful life. And then about. Uh, uh, Age of six, I uh, came to the city with my with my sister and and the cattle were there too. And wow. so I, we uh, we live in uh, yeah, in in the capital city of South Sudan until you know I went to school until yeah. Mm. So I went back to South Sudan to visit uh, my my hometown. Yes, and come back with a relative, and so it was. The memories are just so beautiful because mm. there were so many animals running around in right, you know when right. we were growing up. It was just so magic. Mm. Could I? Could you explain to listeners the important role that cattle play in South Sudanese life? Oh wow, it's very important. It uh, uh, if you don't have a cattle, you are a poor man or a poor family. And so it's very important is our currency and and if you want to get married, you've paid 
200 cows. 200 for a bride? Yeah. Oh, God. I don't know. I think that's too much. Yeah. <laughs> and so... So, they, so, mm. so what would, an, would, would every family have cattle if it's currency? Uh, no, we didn't even think about that. It was just no. like what we have. What and, we have, uh, right. And so it was, was so it's very interesting because the people, it's particular tribe, uh, it's not a whole Sudan, it's a mm-hmm. particular tribe nomad from the Sudan. They, uh, some of them are in north and some of them are in south. And we the one tribe, but, but with so many. And, um, mm. and so sometimes we don't understand one another. But that particular tribe is a tribe that trade with the cows and... And that is a currency, cows. And, and that was your the particular group you belong, your family yeah. belonged to. Yeah, yeah. So what language group do you come from? Uh, I speak a, a language called Moinyang, which is uh, uh, in Arabic called Dinka, but actually called Moinyang in, mm-hmm. in our dialogue. Moinyang. Yeah. Right. And is that difficult? Moinyang. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Is it sounds like a Chinese. Yes. Mm. Is, is, is it difficult to learn? I don't think so. There were, you know, when we were quite young, there were Dutch people in South Sudan. Right. And they speak perfect. Perfect. Dinka. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Can yeah. you say some things, Ajak, please? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She's told you to leave the studio, Kelly. <laughs> no, I said, are you, is everyone okay? Yeah. How are you? Yeah. yeah. Is it, is it a, a written language these days? Is there an alphabet for it? Or? Yeah, mm. it's written, but it was just used as a, a language of, um, of uh, what do you call, of uh, Bible. Yes. For, so it mm. was written by English, you know. Mm. So, so when you said there were Dutch, are you talking about missionaries, Lutheran missionary, missionaries, or yeah, from Holland? It was no, it was uh, because it was a uh, 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 the animal doctors, the veterinarians. They were, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. they go they go there because we are we have a common. They have a lot of cattle, and mm-hmm. we do as a, a lot of cattle as well. Right. So when you went to Juba for school, what was that like? It was just like, it's beautiful too. It's just beautiful. And uh, the population was very small. Very small. Even now in South Sudan, it's about uh, 9 million. Mm-hmm. And because some of them are outside. But the population was very small. It was so beautiful. You know, you go to swimming in the Nile. You eat all these uh, fruit, you know. Hang on, hang on, hang on. How about the crocodile and the hippopotamuses in the yes, Nile? Yeah, they <laughs> Tell eat, us about that, yes. They eat people. Yes. Yeah, they eat people. They, uh, they're very dangerous. I know they're dangerous. And yeah. you as a little girl, you'd go swimming in the Nile. Yeah, we swim. Right. Any of your friends disappear? <laughs> Not in my eyes, but some people disappear. And, you know, when we, you go to swim, you see them. They come up in the water and go down. Yes, and down, yes, yes. and we just, you know, uh, we'd be playing around, and but we never got eaten. Yeah, I, no, I, re- I remember, I remember. Yeah, well, if you were eaten, you wouldn't be here, would you? <laughs> that correct? <Yeah. laughs> I remember when I was in Africa, 
I think oh, Zambezi River or something. There are all these lovely hippopotamuses, and the people in the boat, because it was a paddle boat, they said they're the most dangerous animals in Africa. They kill more human beings than crocodiles. Than crocodiles. That's yeah? correct. They mm. kill people, and they don't eat people, but mm. they uh, because they so feel intimidated by yes. humans, yes. and so they they attack before mm. you attack them. Mm. And but and they they cut people into half and then they wash their mouth yes. in water. Mm. Mm. Well, that's very <laughs> exciting. So they they're very dangerous. <laughs> they're very dangerous. So yeah. there's a there's a lesson for you, listeners. If you're going to swim in the Nile, watch out for the hippopotamuses. Oh yeah. So when did the war? first touch you and did you become aware there was a war and what happened? I to I to I to nine. Mm-hmm. No, it was ninety. Nineteen ninety. Yeah. So, so this this is during the period of the El Bashir fundamentalist dictatorship, yes. right? Yeah. So, because yeah. so, people don't understand that South Sudan was actually a United Nations protectorate, protectorate since World War Two, wasn't it? It wasn't actually part of Sudan officially. It was. It was. It was a part of Sudan, and mm. um, look, it's very long. It's a long history because mm. English was uh, uh, came to Sudan was uh, Egyptian Anglo Egyptian uh, uh, leadership. And uh, and South Sudan was uh, was a part of Khartoum. Was part of Sudan. Was part of Sudan, right? And because we are, you know, we want people. Even now, they say there is an Arab in Sudan. There is no an Arab in Sudan. We have a uh, uh, Arab blood. You yes. know, they came as a uh, uh, traders, mm. and they married local. Yes. And they just they just a little bit some are lighter mm. than me, but actually they not. And and this is uh, amazing that. Islamic in Sudan, that's what makes Sudan Arab countries and, and the language. That's right. Because people forget there's, there's, there's the, the Nubians on one side, there's the Forians, there's the people from the, from the West. They're all different. But what, what I think people don't understand about Sudan is it's a multicultural society, a little bit like Australia. There's all different people in Sudan. Oh, it's a one, it's a most, a most, the most multicultural country in the world, mm. and um, and so there is so many uh, many different people who come from all over the, you know. Because mm. I've heard there's Lebanese, Syrians, Coptic Christians, yeah, the traditional faiths. So, how did the war? What? How? How old were you when you, all this started? In 1990, I was. We were quite young. Quite young, under yeah. 20, over 20. Oh uh, no, not not yet. No, no, not, yeah. Right. And, and and how did how did it affect you and your family and the people around you? What actually happened? If you want to talk about it. Look, we separated. I was in. A, I I don't tell many people this, but we were separated. I was in. A, I went to to Khartoum with I had an uncle. Mm-hmm. He, uh, I I'm not showing off. He was a, fr- a president, a first president of South Sudan. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Abel Alir Kwai. Right. Yeah. 
And uh, so I went to Khartoum with him mm-hmm. and with other cousins. And we lived with him there. He was a president of South Sudan, first one. And then he was a, 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 a vice president in Sudan. Mm-hmm. So when he lost, it, it's a better long when the, uh, the Khartoum uh, knew that uh, South Sudan was going to be very strong. They to united. They came and divided the the community. Mm. And what, they, what what they divided the different tribal communities yes. in South Sudan. Right? Yeah. So and what are, what are the main tribal groups in South Sudan? Dinka. Dinka and, and other any other major tribal groups? Yeah, there is another tribe called Zandi. Right. It's the biggest one. Right. And so Dinka and Shuluk and Nuer, mm-hmm. these are better related. They very close to, in culture. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but we are strong-minded in South Sudan. So the the cut we resist Islam for a long time. So the Khartoum didn't like that. They want to get rid of Dinka, so they they can unite the country. So nobody will resist the uh, the the regime, mm-hmm. you know. And so they encourage others tribe to kill us. So there is a big massacre, massacre Dinka massacre in in. In 1991. And so that is where it affected me. All my whole um, uh, part where I was born, all my relatives, everyone I knew when I was a little girl, mm. they were all murdered. Right. All of them. So are we talking about a massacre of thousands of people, aren't we? Yes. Hmm. So these, what, these other groups were armed by the... By, militia. By the militia. Militia of, of, of Khartoum. They were armed. Yeah. So, right, when they came down. So what, what was the purpose? What was the purpose of all this killing? The purpose is to get rid of this tribe mm-hmm. because they are the people. We're very strong-minded mm-hmm. for a very long time. We, we, we have a leadership. We are educated because of, we had a lot of cattles. And so that was a power. If if you if you want to put your children at a school, you just sell whatever mm. how much money they want. And mm. so a lot of a lot of my relatives, when I was quite young, they were all lawyers. Some of them were doctors and extended, you know, mm-hmm. families as yes. well. And mm. so that is how they educate, and they become powerful because mm-hmm. of they had boys. And they, the Khartoum don't like that because they want others' tribe to be able to, other tribe don't say anything. Mm. And so they wanted to get rid of us so they can, they can uh, be comfortable in South Sudan and bring us Islamic in South Sudan. Mm. So is this, is this similar to what happened in Darfur or worse, do you think? Uh, it South Sudan it's it's a worst of all mm. because nobody uh, nobody saw it. Uh, Darfur right. is it easy to spot because it was very uh, very small area mm. and is accessible. Mm-hmm. In South Sudan, no, it's a tropical, mm. and that's why the English left South Sudan not educated because uh, yeah, that is another topic too mm. and. Mm. Um, so with the South Sudan was one of the worst. We lost a lot of people, mm. about three, uh, uh, if not four million. Three to four million yes. out of a population of less than yeah. 10 million. Yeah. And so the, this was state-organized genocide. 
basically. Other people. Yeah. So what was your life like in Khartoum when this was happening? Was your uncle able to protect you and your family there? or? Yeah, we were, uh, you know, we couldn't go back to where our families, my, like my, my, mm. my father and my, and my brothers and extended family. Uh, we couldn't go back because there was no transport. So we stuck in Khartoum. Mm. We couldn't go back to South Sudan. Right. Were so, yeah, and so my uncle, he protect us, you know, we were so many cousins, we, you know, when you, when you're my younger, you just, you're just happy to, you know, when you're surrounding by people love you, mm-hmm. but it was very devastated. Mm-hmm. I remember my uncle bring the lease and he sit us down to tell us the least how many people got killed. Is this when your father got killed? No, my father got killed later on. Later on. Yeah. Okay. So how did how did life progress for you in Khartoum in the nineties? Oh uh, well I we I left ninety two. I went to Egypt. To Egypt. What yeah. so what, as a refugee or asylum seeker or you just No, we that were a student I I I I went to Seventh Day Adventist College. Mm-hmm. So I uh, was a boarding school. Oh, right. in, yeah. in, in Egypt. In Egypt. What, yeah. what, your uncle sent you there? or I won an award. Ah, tell us about this award. This, yeah. this, is, this, is, this, is, this is a good story. <laughs> <laughs> I won an award. I don't know how I won it, but I won an award. What was the uh, award? What was the award? I was a very good student mm. and uh, very disciplined, and I was very... Uh, but you know, because it's a very religious school, mm-hmm. so I was very, very religious when I was growing up. Right, and that was a bonus, and so I, yeah, they accepted me in the college. Uh, yeah, and where was the college in Egypt? In um, marriage. It's a little bit outside Cairo. Right, and if you go, it's, it's forty minutes. Because Cairo, it's one hour because Cairo is so, traffic is bad. But it's not very far away. It's in a farms area. Right. And very close to Sinai as well. Mm. So were the, were the teachers European? Or? Yeah. Right. And where, where would they have come from, do you think? There is one particular teacher. He was uh, an American, mm-hmm. Gary. And there was uh, uh, another a guy called a teacher called mm. Andrea Lovett. He is uh, is French, American French. Mm. And there was another uh, f- um, called uh, Father Bruce. He was an American. And um, and but the principal was, uh, was Egyptian called uh, Doctor Killer. Mm. And these were all Seventh Day Adventists, so they yeah. They're all Seventh Day Adventists. Yeah. Uh, are, are, are you, are you, you kind of mentioned before you were very religious then. Are you still religious? Or? Well, when I came here, I, I, I don't go to church like I used to, mm. but I, I keep it in my, it's a part of my life. Right. And I had a bad experience when I came here uh, to go to, there was no church, I was new, mm-hmm. and I went to uh, what they call uh, well, we'll we'll work it out. What they call it, uh, they, one they, of those Pentecostalists. Yes, yes. It was. Oh, that's a bad experience. Yes, <laughs> yeah. 
And people, and, and people, um, you know, yes. they speak in tongues. And I just yeah. said, uh, you know, I said, I can't speak. Yes. And he said, oh, you're very proud. And I said, well, you know, the Holy Spirit doesn't come to any, to everyone. Mm-hmm. So what will I be? Uh, I, I can't lie no. just to to say nonsense. Yes. And I stopped coming. And a woman, she made me feel really bad. She said, oh, you're going to die and all that. Yes. And really, and I, mm-hmm. I got, I feel sick. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not going to die, I've decided. <laughs> I can understand. He is a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) No, I can understand. Well, you won't die during the interview unless Kelly kills you. (laughs) Come on, just keep it light, will you? (laughs) Well, that is what that what that what he is. She said, "He said, I'm so sorry. You're so beautiful, and you're a good person, and I'm so sad. You're going to die." (laughs) And as and actually, I went to tell my teacher, (laughs) Tave. Yes. And they have to talk to her. She yes. used to come to hustling in the house yes. every single day. Yes, yes. She was, she was trying to save you. Yeah, that's what she said. Yes. <laughs> Let's go back to Sudan. I think it's much more pleasant. <laughs> so how long did you spend at the school? In uh, Three years. And then what happened after that? We just came out and I was quite lucky. I got a job because of my teacher. Yes. One of my teach, uh, one of my teacher, you know, mm. write a, a beautiful recommendation for mm. me to work in uh, as a an 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 a nanny. A nanny, right? Yes. Looking o- au pair. <laughs> what do you call someone look after the kids? A little, au pair. Yeah, babysit. Babysit. Yeah, yeah. So I was a babysit with uh, uh, children from embassy, uh, Australian uh, American embassy. What in Cairo? In Cairo, right. in a church because it was Seventh Day Adventist church. So right. during the services, are looking after the kids, mm-hmm. and after ever ever you know, every evening when they go out, I end up. Sometimes I end up with five kids. Right. And uh, so that I was working, so I was so happy. So, yeah. but that was, we couldn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And UN came in and took. I don't even know we, how we get into UN. I don't know. It was our relative did it? And was that United Nations refugee camp? You're talking about? Yeah. yeah after yeah. we finished our college, we couldn't go back to South Sudan. Right. We stuck there in mm-hmm. Cairo. Mm-hmm. So who was supporting you during this period? Uh, we got a, a, a um, extended family person. He was right. a he was a, a, a political um, asylum seeker mm-hmm. in Cairo. Right. And he rent this house, and we were about ten people, sometimes mm. fifteen people in a house. Mm. Mm. All the girls and the the student were there at university and the government cut the the scholarship the university yes and so yeah you're looking after us uh, this uh, person our relative and it was so incredible how we were so happy you right, know right. we were when we together there's nothing wrong no mm. You're listening to Radical Australian Community Radio 3CR 855 on your AM dial. This program is streaming on 3cr.org.au. The program is podcast. You can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au. 
And I saw that it was quite, we wasted our um, a good time that you would mm. be able to study and go yes. to university and do. Mm. We wasted it from, you know, all these uh, important years in, in mm. Cairo. Mm. So how many years did you spend in Cairo? Eight. Eight years waiting. Yeah, yeah. So when did you make an application to come to Australia or did you make applications to go to other places too? Yeah. I yeah. we uh, well I I don't even know there was a people that we got a relative our cousin you know mm. they 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 uh, feel application my application was feel and I have no idea where you're did. going <laughs> yeah and uh, but they said you come to the UN office mm. they said Australia uh, American was taking people yes so we went to every time we. We turned up in the morning, and I, I wanted to go to America because one of my uh, the band members we had a girls' band, all of that right. in Cairo, mm-hmm. and so they were told to go to America. And so when I went to, and they said go and get the form. So I turned up one day, and the American form finished. I was the first one, right? Finished, and I was the first one to start Australian. Form, mm-hmm. and I was so cry all night. That they were coming here, you were crying. Yeah, you must have known about that Pentecostal lady. No, <laughs> <laughs> they say Australia they killed their own black people. Well, that's right. Yeah, we did. We did. They don't like black people in Australia. That's right. We don't. And, no. um, <laughs> this is how, this is how the news travel, and yes. I just say. I don't want to go. Mm. Mm. And my cousin told me, don't go. We go we, when we go there, we will send you. Mm. And, and then Australia also, you have to wait for many years. That's right. America is easy to go. So they come and took, took all my relatives. They went and I was so upset. And so when I go to the embassy, uh, one of my relatives that come with me to America to um, Australian embassy, mm. and we there were the Australian young people coming to the embassy, mm. and I just say, we say, oh, this is so mean, and they look ugly. <laughs> <laughs> that was so sad to say that. Yes. But actually, honestly, that what we uh, yeah. So how did we get you on the plane? Well, there was a, 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 some Sudanese. Uh, I did. They said go to Australia, and we will send you from there to come to America. All oh, right, my yes. relative, and um, it was so funny when I go to a Australian embassy. I can. <laughs> Pauline Hanson came to Tasmania on yes. the news yes. and he was <laughs> Yes, and you thought, oh no. And there was a Sudanese man. Yes. We, during the orientation, he yes, said, yes. I'm not going. Right. But they tried to convince him and he refused. Right. He did a medical, he did everything. But didn't go. But getting back to you, you got on the plane. Where did you fly to? Tasmania. <laughs> you went straight to Tasmania? Yeah. Look, did, what, you got to, or did you get to Sydney first and then Hobart? 
No. Straight to Hobart? Yeah. It was middle of July. <laughs> Mid-winter. Here you are from equatorial Africa <laughs> to the land closest to the Antarctic. I like that. Can you tell me what you felt when you left immigration in, in Hobart and walked out into the Hobart cold, biting air? You know, Cairo is so chaotic. Yes. And uh, one thing I said, I said, where are the people? <laughs> Everybody says that. Uh, and a lady, he said, you will find them tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was wearing a used dress. Yes. Nothing. Nothing, yeah. Just and I was so freezing, I tell you. Yes. I was so freezing. It was just like, are you coming to... I used to say, I'm going to Almania. Because the Tasmania, I'm going to Almania. Almania. Yeah. Right. And, but when you're younger, you really, when you're younger, you, you know. You adapt. I, I was excited yes. when I first came here. You yes. know, I forget all about that yes. and all that. Mm. And I was, you know, and I took my word back. You know, mm. Australia is a beautiful country mm. and beautiful people. But, what I what I really um, I was so excited. I, I want to do it old. Mm-hmm. I want I want to studying. I want it was just like a hungry person for education. That mm-hmm. what I was. Mm-hmm. And did you do study in Tasmania? I did some studies, and I ended up didn't even finish my university Why not? degree. Why not? Because the music distracted me. <laughs> The music? Mm-hmm. What do you mean music distracted you? Don't tell me you're a musician. Oh, I shouldn't say that. Of course oh, you yes, could. Yes, yes, that's the whole was. point. Relax. <laughs> We're just being facetious. We're just being funny. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Well, so, so what do you mean? How could music distract you in Hobart? There's no music in Hobart, is there? <laughs> yeah, that is. A, oh, I was so, I, I tell you. I didn't, if you ask me that I'd be uh, this cynical this time, mm. I'd be just saying, you got to be joking. Mm. I, I really was so happy. And I just say hello to everyone on the street. Mm. And I remember we went to Sydney mm. and I was walking on a, a Nairo mm. and I just see people, I say, hi! Hi! <laughs> <laughs> hi. And people, look. <laughs> I thought, who's this crazy African woman? Yeah. <laughs> and they, some say hi, but yes. they don't look at me, and some no. just walk. Yes. And actually, I took it personally. Did you? I, when I was offended. I, yes. I said, oh, my God, why they don't, don't say hello to me back? Yeah. Let's get back to your music. What, what Do you play an instrument? Do you sing? Yeah. What's yeah? <laughs> Did you do both? Yeah. Up. Well, well, tell us, tell us more about it. Yeah, and sing. Yeah, you sing. Mm. Can you sing something for us now? Ooh, uh, maybe I will sing a Tamworth song. All right. Why I not? write a song about Tamworth. Ta- you went to Tamworth. No, I didn't. <laughs> I don't think they would like to see someone like me. They would love you at Tamworth. I don't think so. I want to make a bit. Hmm? I'll, pay, I'll pay your airfare there and back, and you'll you'll like it. Oh yeah, we loved it. Mm, you'll be fine. Well, sing us your Tamworth song. 
we are wearing. Your color doesn't justify what you are on the inside. Your color might be blue on the outside. Doesn't mean the same on inside. Your color might be dark outside. Doesn't mean the same on inside. There were many cemeteries before I came to you. And there were many prisons before I came to you. It was not my fault. I see you all in Tamworth. I see you all in Tamworth. Wherever one united in a spirit of a golden guitar that I believe that is pure. I don't be too hard on me, a time well. I am a country woman too. I don't be too hard on me, a time well. I am a cowgirl too. And there were many cemeteries before I came to you. And don't be too hard on me, a tumbler. I am a country woman too. Hear, hear. Oh. You will. You'll be a hit at Tamworth. Oh, that was. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Oh, you'll, thank you'll, you'll, you must go to Tamworth you must and go. sing it to right. the people, Hang Jack. On. What you, are you, you waiting for? You need for? a manager. Talk to me after the interview. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You need a manager. I'll get you there. You watch. No, you, you'd do well. You'd be amazed. Beautiful. You'd be amazed. They're very thank open-minded. You. Yeah, yeah. Do well. I wrote because, um, you know, um, the mayor of... Um, Tom will say, we don't want Sudanese here. They bring crime and they will bring, they will bring the uh, disease. And Pauline Hansen said, mm. I heard there was a woman from South Africa got AIDS. Mm. So she doesn't even know South Sudan and South, South Africa. South Africa are different, yes. Look, <laughs> we don't mention that name here, please. I have rules and there are people we don't mention, all right, because yeah. you just give them publicity. But I think you need to go to Tamworth, and we'll sp- we'll speak about this after the program in the next few days. <laughs> so, why did you come to Melbourne? The music. What? What do you mean? Duh. It's the capital of music in Australia. No, it's not. Tamworth it is. is. <laughs> oh, what do you think, Ajak? Do you think Melbourne is the capital of music in Australia? Yeah. So, so. A lot of people in Melbourne, they mm. loved music, mm. and I think it's one of the best. Uh, they were open-minded. They don't, you know, they love different kind of music. Mm. I think uh, Melbourne is really a very good uh, a place for a uh, music. Mm. Do you have a band? I do. What's yeah. it called? Under my name. Under your name? Mm-hmm. You're famous. Yes. I'm not sure she about that. She is famous in Melbourne. Well, no, 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 no. She's famous in around the world because if you know him by your first name, Madonna, Ajak, <laughs> that's the way it goes. We only have to say Ajak and everybody knows you in Melbourne. So how, how many gigs would you do 
COVID-19 must have been very hard for you. And Yeah, it wasn't hard because of, uh, you know, um, not about, um, you know, people suffering, musicians. Mm. There was a finance problem and mental problem. Yes. Actually, I, I really, it, it was quite hard on me. Mm. It wasn't because of money. The disease, yeah. yeah. It was just because of... Uh, Isolation. I couldn't go back to, you know. I go. I live in, I live in in um, closer to where the music scene is, mm. and I don't drive. And um, so I, I couldn't go to visit, you know. And all the community functions they stopped. Mm. There was nothing going on, and so everyone just just a telephone, and that was not enough. And and I'm quite sick as well. I got, yeah, and mm. yeah. I didn't. It was really. It, it was a, 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 t- a, you know, the test. Of, mm. And we are so. I am. I would say I'm very resilient in some way. Otherwise, I would be very. Yeah, there's there's two words we don't use on this program: resilient and Pauline Hanson. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody says they're resilient. You're tough. Let's be realistic. Yeah. Use the word tough. I'm not tough. Yes, you are. I'm not. I, I'm really not tough. Uh, I, I think, you know, where, where you grow up, I mm. am, uh, where you grow up, it keeps you for a long time. Mm. And mm. and I really um, thanks my family, the way they brought me up. And, mm. uh, Have you been able to go back to South Sudan since independence? No. Do you want to go back? I'm think I was going to go because one of my oldest uncle, uh, the the first one in the family, he, I was going to get a story of the family out of him, mm-hmm. but he just died. I was about to go, mm-hmm. and I was just so upset. And then um, I just don't know. I just keep all these good memories in my head, and um, and I'm not as strong here. If I was in a position that I'm really strong, I would. I would say I am very, you know, even when I mention resilient, it's not a good word. I'm very, I would, it's not, not it's better like a pathetic to talk about yourself. But um, I, I'm quite very sensitive. I don't take, I don't take things very well. Mm. Yeah, and um, and so I collect negative, a lot of negative in Melbourne just because um, as an African woman, there is no more than that, and be seen around, and that is uh, not all. No, it's not for uh, you know, not all Australian people. I wouldn't be able to. And this is a discrimination. It's come. It's very tough because you can't unite it. You can't generalize people because mm. Australian people are beautiful people. But then on on the other hand, there are people, you know, who got these issues that try to to hurt, uh, yes. you know, and I feel yes. hurt in mm. Melbourne. And mm. and so it very, so I am not in a position that I can re, uh, go back to where, where I was born and right. see mm. destroyed. And no one. It's a jungle. My home is a jungle. There's right. no. It deserted. 
my yes. own house is deserted. Mm. It's understandable. And people are still fighting, though. Mm. Malaysia is still, well ago, uh, three months ago, my hometown, you know, my relative got uh, harmed again. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so I, I just keep, you know, I just keep these um, memories that make me strong because uh, if I find out that it's really gone and and I collect negative, a lot of negative here, it would be very, I wouldn't tolerate it. Right. Yeah, I think a lot of people think that, you know, you got independence, the violence has stopped. I mean, I had a friend who went to Juba, South Sudanese, and she said, Everybody there had guns in the wore them in the streets everywhere. Guns everywhere still. I said, "It's uh, mm. the, you know, yeah." Mm. Uh, show me the other side of the pad, <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> she, she. I'm an old man. She's got to keep me. Tell me how many more minutes to go. So that's like your um, <laughs> sacred place inside yourself. From your childhood, you can protect it there. Yeah. You know what I mean. That's true, Kelly. Absolutely, you're mm. right. That mm. yeah, mm. it 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 very important. And um, one thing that I find interested is because uh, people, you know, they they have no idea where, where we come from. That's right. Yeah, they don't know what kind of person are you. They just it it it's so. I said if if you if you know where people come from, if you know them. I'm sure you will change your mind from better many things that you're thinking. Mm-hmm. And because we're just kind of strangers and people don't know and it just... And I just... You know, people have got a very short um, sighted. They don't think beyond... If, if... And this is where the discrimination comes. If, if you say that, if it is someone... Normal Australian, would you say that to them? Of course not. You wouldn't. No, look, it's stereotypes. We we use stereotypes. Yeah. You know, we see somebody is black. We have stereotypes which are you know we we've been exposed to over generations. You know, stereotypes, and that's the, like you said, they don't look at the individual. They don't look at the person behind. That no. Picture. No, but you're That's quite no right. Time. Yeah. yeah, but you're quite right. If it's another European, you wouldn't act the same way. I think you're right, Jack. Like it's like I think racism, racism. People that are racist, like it's almost like if you get to know the person, they're actually not racist. It's like you say, it's just an idea they have in their mind mm. about a particular group of people or right. whatever. And then when they get to know a person one on one, all that just yeah. goes away. It's a it's a weak kind of position. It's not um, it's not strong. It falls down quite quickly. Sometimes. You absolutely Do you know what are I mean? right. You know, and 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 I've, I've been very careful for a long time. You know, I never lecture Australian people about racism because mm. it's not fair. Even when I perform, you can't. The people come to support you, or people who are you, you know interested in your story is are not the people that you wanted to. To hit them on a heat, you know. That's right. There, you know, traveling around Australia, I had a lot of. Uh, if if there is a hole, you know, and I am kind of, I am kind of, you know, embrace everything. I am just was. I want to do, you know, I want to be part of a community. That is my reason, and um, and so 
But if you see my bag, you will see a lot of holes in my bag. A step, I'm a step. I'm working as a stepper. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a hole. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason for that at all. If they know the person. And, and so... Even we blame people about racism. We don't blame, we don't, we don't really, people don't understand. They don't really have no idea. What are you talking about? Mm. You know, a lot of people, they have, honestly, they don't know. No, no, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm involved with people who are paralyzed after accidents. I've been doing this for over nearly 50 years and, um, and, People don't understand what it's like to be in a wheelchair until you put them. I used to do a lot of uh, medical education until you put the people in a wheelchair. And it's the same that I understand. Now, something a bit more positive. You walked into 3CR. When did you walk into 3CR? Uh, year 2019. Why did you come here? This, uh, this is a backwater. Why did yeah. you come to 3CR? I love them because, you know, I love it's a, it's a only media I can... I can say what I would like to say. Really? Mm. Mm. I love them. I love 3CR. I yeah, love, yeah. I talk highly about them, and, and my heart is mm. here mm. because of, I, I, I present, you know, the, the music. Uh, mm. uh, but it, it's different. Uh, at least you can comment. And, um, and I really... Oh, it's, it's my wish to be able to to let people know about the good stories of the South Sudanese here. It's just not about what you think or what you see on it, or the whole or whole Sudan. You know, the Sudanese people are good people, mm. and um, so that what I would say. And um, so it it's a beautiful um, Santa. They did an amazing job, you, you guys. Yep. Mm, I've actually been here 45 years. So. In Wow. <laughs> Doing various programs. And I, we can't I agree. get rid of him. We no, can't get rid can't. of him. I'm on the wallpaper. But what I'm saying is it's wonderful to have you here. Thank you and, so much. And that's what keeps 3CR alive. It's the fact that we have fascinating people who've got a big heart and who want to give back to their community who work here for nothing. So what program do you do here at 3CR? Call Ubuntu. It said uh, Ubuntu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's from 8.30 to 9.30 every Wednesday. And uh, uh, it's a, uh, Ubuntu means I am here because you are here. It's a Zulu phil- uh, philosophy, uh, you know, philosophy that, mm. uh, you know, uh, people, you know, someone has to open the way. And mm. it's a unity. It's a uniting people. And I think I'm kind of naive in that way because I really like communion. It's just something, you know, you grow up with it. And it's really hard to be able to differentiate yourself and the community. And so... Doing the music, you know, I had so many. I worked with African, uh, South Sudanese people, North Sudanese people. I worked with Oromo people, you know. I um, did a lot of, uh, you know, co- coordinating, training them my ideas to, you know, about the school, about all this. So 
I feel like I could I could make a different and um, and so when it come to that uh, you know to uh, the community because in you know how ghettos are created yes yes and I refuse to be part of a ghetto I yes. don't want to be a ghetto no. I want to be the community to be part of the you can't have another country within the country no and so that is what I told young South Sudanese. I said, as long you don't do any wrong to anyone, this is, I, you could you could work anywhere you want. Mm. Just you know, just be careful because you have to be double careful when you're black. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Well, <laughs> double careful. I like that. I come in. I said I want a double chocolate ice cream. <laughs> And you say double careful. That's, that, that's, that's, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders will tell you the same thing. They'll tell you the same thing. You've got to be double, double careful when you're going about because there are very good people and there are people who just live off stereotypes and we have a media which feeds them these stereotypes for political gain. But, look, all I can say, Ajak Quay, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you so much. But, but, before you go... Every every smart musician has a website or a Facebook page. Do you have one? Yeah. Well, tell us about how do, yes. how do people get in contact? I, yeah, quite. It just you can find me in on a Facebook. You know. How, how do you spell that for our listeners? It's A J A K and K W A I. Right. Yeah, yeah, quite. Or music Find us there. Right, or listen to Ubuntu on Wednesday evenings, 8.30pm to 9.30pm, right here on 3CR. Yeah, but that's different than chasing her on Facebook, I reckon. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah, I, I love people to listen to Ubuntu. Please uh, tune in and uh, yeah, hear the stories that uh, I have to tell. To tell yeah. Yes, and, I, and I'm go- we're going to organise a meeting with you. Ajak, because well, I'm going to get you to Tamworth. <laughs> and you asked Kelly when I yeah, promised you, to do you've, things. You've given him a mission now. Yeah, we're going to yeah. get you to Tamworth. Oh. We'll work it out. <laughs> Leave it with me. I'm being serious. Thank oh. you very much, Kelly. Thanks Thank you very for much, Ajak. Thank you Jack. so much, Kelly. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.